Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production, where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. I got asked to come to Greer, Arizona. Greer, Arizona, there's a hotel there that uh, I was told was built on some Indian burial ground. I don't know if that's true or not. But I got uh, asked to come to Greer and to spend a night in this, um, this hotel that had a ghost named uh, Zeke. Zeke was a ghost that people reportedly had seen. I think Zeke killed his bride um, and he was still haunting, though, still showing up in this place and many people had encountered Zeke and some people had come there to spend the night and left in the middle of the night because he sort of appeared yeah yeah sure right okay whatever <laughs> that didn't really take a whole lot of very serious and at first I said no but then my uh, my wife thought it'd be fun and uh, my youngest son at the time my second son um, he thought it'd be fun, so we decided to spend the night in this hotel, and the next morning, we were going to tell our experiences if we had some supernatural experience, So, but it'll be a fun thing to do. We got there just before sundown, so we had nice dinner and all that, and then we, we had a room, and everything was pretty normal. We retired for the evening and, um, and went to sleep. And then about three o'clock in the morning, um, I woke up. And I'm not sure what woke me up. I just, um, I woke up and I, um, I noticed over my son's bed was this, um, this intense light. The room was dark, but it was like this, um, ball of light that was just sort of kind of hovering over my son's bed. And it was sort of just sort of hanging there. Of course, I, I, I questioned myself, am I seeing what I think I'm seeing? Because it really seems kind of, this light is sort of over my son. And so then after I kind of made sure that I was really awake and I woke my wife up and I said, don't, you know, don't panic, but look over at Rocky's bed and tell me if you see what I think I'm saying. And then she went, oh my God, it's over, it's over, it's over, it's over, it's over, it's over, it's Once it sort of went down to the foot of the bed and then sort of moved toward the door, it just went the opposite. It was just this intense black mass that just felt like it was someone for sure standing at the door inside the room. It, 
was it was like a person there, but and you could see because the light around the door that came from the outside, when it moved, it would block the light. My son, who kind of heard my wife sort of panicking, and he kind of woke up. He looked over and said, Daddy, somebody's in the room, somebody's in the room. And I was certain that when I turned the light on that we would see this person, this entity or whatever. Just hold on. And now. And there was nobody there. We just sort of panicked and wanted to get out of the room. We thought we could go someplace where there were other people and we'd be safe. Unfortunately, we didn't find other people and we didn't feel that way. And then my son sort of went over to the door of the, the room that um, this person supposedly had killed his bride. The door was unlocked. He opened the door. And there was nobody there. And then the door, we could hear it opening more. And then we looked over, and then we got this, it was like a chill. It was like a wind that just sort of swept over us. And then we panicked. We just ran, and we ran. And it ran, it seemed like a long time. We realized we had no clue where we were, where we were going. And I have no idea where Greer is on the map, and there was no place to run. So we had no choice but to go back to the, to the room. So the next morning, um, I was just just dying to tell what had happened. And then the other people there, they started talking. I wanted to find that everybody there had had some experience very similar. So that was kind of interesting because it was um, not just me, but it was my wife and my son along as well. And uh, we took off the next morning, and that's the last time I've been to Greer, Arizona. <laughs> Hi, I'm Elliot Van Dusen, Director of Paranormal Phenomena Research and Investigation and co-author of Evil and Exeter. You're listening to Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast with Aaron Hunter. Welcome. I'm Aaron Hunter, purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult, and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA. I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, Aaron here, and it is Monday, January 1st, 2024, episode 311. How's everyone out there around the world doing? And always glad to be back in the hot seat. So, how you guys feeling? Huh? Guys doing okay? Nursing the uh, little hangover there? Yeah, I'm a vet for that. Man, I have, uh, for decades, I've done that. But I survived. I no longer go out there anymore. But yeah. It's 2024. And as you old-timers know, on New Year's Eve, I love to, you know, stay home. And I listen to the police scanner, and I listen to all the newbies out there, you know, just getting into trouble. <laughs> there's, this, uh, there's this one point 
where um, someone got pulled over and I'm listening, I'm listening. All of a sudden, I stopped what I'm doing. I started yelling at the scanner. I was going, hey, man, get the hell out of there. They're coming. They're calling for backup. Come on, come on, get going. Put that thing in drive. Turn off the lights. I've seen it on the movies. It works. Come on, you got to get out of there. But he didn't listen to me. And guess what? Yep, they got him. Oh, well, he'll learn. <laughs> well, yeah, RPA is in uh, season 10. Couldn't have done it without you guys. Thank you very much for keep on listening. We appreciate it. We have a full week for you. Tomorrow, Tuesday, a new episode of Aaron's Horror Show. And this Wednesday, a new episode of Terry's Mysterious Moments with Terry from Texas. And this Thursday, a new episode of Soul Sisters, which comes out bi-monthly. And of course, Friday, two new entertaining short films, plus the new video series, My Paranormal Experiences. And so with that, let's get down to it. We're going to do more listener stories, so you guys know what that means. Come on, say it with me. That's right, say it with me. To the story den. Follow me right this way. No pushing, no shoving, and the fires are going blazing. Nice and toasty in here. Grab a beanbag over there in the corner. Find an empty spot on the floor. And while you guys are doing that, get behind my desk here as usual. Okay. And I print off Britt's packet. Let's see what store she chose for us. Okay. Got a short one. We got a medium one. And we got a long one. All right. Let me take a sip of my green tea real quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. So good when it hits the lips. All right. The first one. This one is by Monkey. And it's titled, The Visit. Okay, Monkey. Let's see what you got, man. I was staying at my parents' house in Augusta for Christmas in 2005. It was a grand old house that I had grown up in built around the turn of the 20th century. My parents are old-fashioned and insisted that my fiancé and I sleep separately, even though we lived together in Atlanta. Since he is very tall and I am not, I gave him my old room and I slept downstairs on the couch. Even though there were many bedrooms, they had already been occupied by my siblings visiting for the holidays as well. One of my brothers had his chocolate lab there as well, named Lizard, and she was sleeping on another couch facing me. I found it hard to sleep through the night and tossed and turned for most of it. While awake, I heard our other family dog, a yellow lab named Hoke, coming down the hallway towards me. I could hear his nails clucking on the wooden floors and his snuffling breathing as he progressed. Then... I remembered that Hoke had died months ago. The hairs on my back of my neck raised, and I sat up. I looked at the other couch to make sure it wasn't Lizard, but she was sleeping soundly and hadn't moved. I couldn't see around the corner into the hallway from where I was. After a few seconds, the sound of Hoke had dissipated, and all was quiet again. I was positive it was him. I was familiar with all the noises he had made, and it was him, and no other dog, ghostly or otherwise. Maybe it was home for Christmas one last time, or maybe a residual memory of him. 
cheers and man that was from monkey monkey thank you very much for sharing great story it's a feel-good story i love these yeah you're not alone um these uh you know a, a loved pet that passes away uh usually fairly shortly sometimes you might see some kind of uh vision of them you know walking down the hallway or running around the house like they used to or in your case sounds yeah yeah it happens all the time well that's good that's a good memory of them thank you good for uh sharing monkey all right what's next what do we got this one is by busky and it's titled my best friend okay busky let's see what you got man about three years ago in april my best friend bill died of a drug overdose in a taco bell bathroom in newport kentucky best friend is really an understatement he was more like a, a brother to me everybody loved bill and the kid was a real genius just a one-of-a-kind guy you maybe meet maybe once or twice in your lifetime needless to say i was devastated when i heard the news about a month later my dad wanted to drive across the country to check out some land he was thinking about buying i didn't want to go but he's on oxygen from this crazy lung disease he got out of nowhere and so he needed me for carrying stuff and making sure he didn't die our first night out we pull into this nice newer looking hotel and get a room nothing unusual about it just a normal looking nice hotel room with all the works as I was going to sleep I couldn't stop thinking about Bill and I tried to contact him I prayed to him asking him to please give me some kind of a sign that he was okay eventually I went to sleep the next morning my dad was already up early just sitting up in bed he would be there for a while because the altitude was getting to his breathing really bad it was early enough that it was still dark and I decided to take a shower and I flipped the lights on hopped in and I'm showering when I was washing my hair I suddenly hear the light switch flick and then blackness I wasn't really scared or anything figuring that was some kind of malfunction but I was amazed when I reached my hand out and the light switch was actually in the off position I had to turn it back on myself uh, thankfully it worked I remember trying to contact Bill the night before and turning the lights off while I was in the shower seemed like his style like one of his pranks I finished up and when I stepped back into the room my dad was still sitting on the bed breathing heavily I asked him about the light switch of course he just looked confused said he'd been there the whole time and that was that thanks RPA and man that was busky busky thank you very much for sharing that's a great story and a feel-good story if it was you know Bill yeah it's too bad about him sounds like he uh, died too young but uh, you never know could be a coincidence or maybe not like you said you did uh, you know try to talk to him the night before before you went to sleep and you know this seems like a style light switches flip down to off yeah 
Well, who knows? It happens. Yeah, thanks again for sharing. Yeah, that's a good story. I like that one, too. All right. What's next? What do we got? This one is by Slayton, and it's titled Afterlife. Okay, Slayton. Let's see what you got, man. My ex-husband was killed instantly by a speeding drunk driver. Paul T. was on his Harley-Davidson motorcycle cruising behind my son, Paul Jr., when he was hit by a speeding car. His body hit the front of the car, knocking the hood up over the windshield, then landed on the top of the car. The driver could not see out to control the car. The Harley went under the front of the car, when the car kept going farther into the concrete barrier, throwing sparks, and then stopped abruptly, his body was thrown over the concrete medium onto the inside shoulder of oncoming traffic. My son, Paul Jr., witnessed a driver passing with his dad's body on top of the car and being thrown off onto the ground. That night he felt pressure on his chest and bed like there was someone there. He also saw his dad sitting in a chair that was at the end of the bed. The chair was facing away from the bed, so all that Paul Jr. could see was head and arms. One arm was raised up like maybe saying goodbye. A couple of days later, Paul Jr. received a phone call and didn't answer in time, but there was a voice message left by the caller. Paul Jr. called the number on his caller ID and the man answered. The man did not know him and said he did not make that call. The message recorded just said, Hey, in a voice just like his dad's. I live in the same house with Paul Jr., his wife, and two small children. Paul T. also lived in this same house, so we are a pretty close family. Paul T. started a business and handed it over to Paul Jr. to manage and run. They are both mechanics for heavy-duty trucks and are always at a risk of getting hurt. The wake was only three days after the accident. Only the immediate family was allowed to attend. His body was so damaged that the only viewing was his face. The top of his head was wrapped in white sheeting to cover the missing gaps. He could not be embalmed due to all the open vessels which gave no choice for an open casket service. His funeral and burial was on Saturday, September 1st, and many of his family attended. He was blessed with holy water several times. All of us in the house feel that he has tried to make his presence known. Would he harbor any angry feelings after becoming aware of his instant death? I've read that the soul is in an afterlife realm before passing on into the light and meeting with guides for the final journey. We are all wondering if he will return again. Thank you. And that was by Slayton. Slayton. Well, thank you very much for sharing that, and I'm very sorry to hear about this. Uh, yeah, you know, a lot of deaths is, uh, you know, you never see it coming. It just happens, you know. It's, it's sudden. And those are the worst ones, I think. You know, you get a phone call at work, or, you know, you get a phone call at home, 
and you don't expect that a loved one is you know gone like that uh yeah uh sounds like paul jr that night you know he saw something sitting in that chair at the foot of his bed you know it was facing away from him he saw a head and arms yeah interesting stuff the phone call i hear about every once in a while you know a message being left and it sounds like the loved one's voice that just passed and that's always a curious one so yeah but if paul jr says yeah it sounds like dad's voice well there you go uh will he return again i don't know he may i hear about um sometimes these um these loved ones they don't move on they they stay around and for years or maybe months sometimes you know and they make their presence known so you know it's not really out there so i i really don't know you'll just have to wait and see and very again very sorry for uh hearing about the loss yeah slayton thank you very much for sharing that and that is it guys that's all the stories that uh, brit has given me as always i'm very flattered that you listen to rpa we couldn't have done this without you we're in season 10 we're going to keep on going we have some plans even more things coming up in 2024 and hopefully you'll like the the new stuff that's coming and i'm glad you're liking the uh two entertaining short films that comes out on friday i hope you're enjoying the new uh paranormal series my paranormal experiences and of course this thursday which is a bi-monthly video series as well is soul sisters check that out and of course go to realparanormalactivity.com or get the rpa app if you don't have the rpa app just go to your app store and do a search for real paranormal activity the podcast network and download it for free stream anytime anywhere and with that i am calling it the show's been produced by myself and Britt, and it was also made possible by LaFosse corporation and man we love you guys oh yeah we do as always thank you and good night Yeah. <laughs>